Chapter 16 of The Boy Scouts in the Maine Woods. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Boy Scouts in the Maine Woods by Herbert Carter. A Startling Awakening. It was about four o'clock on the following afternoon when the three canoes containing the boys of the Silver Fox Patrol, accompanied by their two guides, drew up once more on the lake shore and preparations for going into camp were hastily commenced since night would soon be upon them jim had selected this site for their last camp on this lake when they left it they intended going through the rest of the chain and then seeking the railroad with the idea of starting homeward again and tad wondered whether in picking out this camp jim might not have an eye to his own affairs Perhaps it was not many miles away from the shack of Cale Martin, the man who had been logger, trapper, guide, and was now about to turn his superior knowledge concerning foxes into a profitable channel, and raise them for their valuable furs. Tad hoped that, for the sake of Jim's peace of mind, he might carry out his plan before they broke camp here. And secretly he was determined that, should the guide decide to take a chance at finding old Cale at home, he would not be averse to accompanying jim across country to the place where little lena used to live before she ran away with jim despite his positive conviction that he was really on the eve of succeeding with his fire-making by the aid of his little bow and the twirling stick giraffe had failed to accomplish what he expected that morning why he hardly ate any breakfast so engrossed had he been in his fiddling as bumpus contemptuously called it whenever he saw the tall scout working that clumsy little bow but as usual some little thing went wrong that spoiled the whole combination and of course fire did not reward the hard labor giraffe put in he looked so bitterly disappointed that even bumpus did not have the heart to taunt him though as a rule the fat boy could be depended on to do his share of such but then it had been arranged that giraffe and bumpus were to go out on a hunt on the following day all by themselves and without even a guide along Giraffe had boasted so often now that he felt himself fully competent to look after himself when adrift in the woods that Tad thought it might be a good thing to give him the chance. And there was Bumpus, eager to make use of his new gun. Nothing would please him better than to accompany the tall scout. Of course, neither Tad nor anyone else for that matter ever suspected that they would bag any game unless it might be a few half-tame partridges that would sit on a limb and wait to be knocked over indeed tad was of the opinion that in the end the two bold nimrods might even get lost and have to be searched for but then they would unquestionably leave a plain trail that the guides could pick up without great trouble and the experience would be worth much to both giraffe and bumpus they were really getting too scrappy in their dealings with each other and a little spice such as must accompany losing themselves in the woods and being dependent on each other entirely might draw them together tad thought and make them appreciate each other more as they sat around the blaze that night after they had partaken of a generous supper tad purposely led the conversation to the subject of fires in the woods allan had told of some experiences he met with some years back and of course both guides were able to supplement this with stirring yarns that thrilled the blood of the young listeners and i reckon now eli tad went on after the guide had finished what he had to tell that you never saw the pine woods in better condition for a fire than they are right now 
that air a fact replied the other emphatically dry's tender and if we don't get some snow mighty soon i guess as how there'll be thousands o acres of valuable land burned over afore thanksgiving time you must have seen some lands that had been burned on their way up on their train interjected jim breaking his long silence and you can understand just how lonesome they peers like with their tall pines a-standin there like flagpoles black and without airy limb or else a-layin in winders on the ground allers makes me feel bad to see such things and the game deserts a burn track too declared allan it sure do jim went on with a shake of the head you never seen a more desolate region than such a burn territory everybody moves out as quick as they can fact is most on em has got their houses burned and don't have to carry much away with em i hopes as how it'll snow or rain right soon so's to save miles and miles of woodland and the fire wardens have their work cut out for them that this season of the year you can easily believe observed allan wonder now if we'll see a real genuine forest fire while we're up here remarked giraffe with considerable interest my but she must look great to see them pines a-flamin up like big torches now you needn't give me that look tad because i haven't forgot my promise and i ain't a-carryin a single match along with me day after day but if somebody else sets fire to the woods i have as good a right to look as the next one ain't i of course you have giraffe replied the scoutmaster relieved because this overpowering passion on the part of the tall boy had given him many anxious minutes since coming into maine lots of these fires come after the loggers have done their work allan volunteered you see they leave a tremendous amount of stuff behind all the limbs and branches of the trees they have cut down as they are only after the main stem so when this gets nice and dry after a year or so and a fire starts with a brisk wind to whip it what follows is more than i can describe i saw one such fire and we only escaped with our lives by the quick wit of a logger along with the party what did you do allan asked bumpus eagerly you know i'm going out with giraffe tomorrow, and if we did meet up with the forest on fire i couldn't run like he can with his long legs so i'd like to know another way to give the old fire the go-by please explain how you cheated it why allan it might save my life too for all you know glad to hear that you're interested bumpus answered the other readily and i think every one of you ought to know about it when you're out hunting try and keep the location of any stream you happen to pass in your mind then in case of being beset by fire make your way there and get in up to your neck you're going to be safe there every time if it gets hot duck under and cool off i'll sure never forget the time i had but then i hope none of you will ever have to hunt for a stream or that you'll even see a forest fire when up here no matter how much giraffe wants to look on one giraffe had dropped out of the circle and apparently some idea had just flashed into his mind connected with his pursuit of that slippery contract whereby he expected sooner or later to make fire come after the fashion of the faraway islanders of the pacific no one paid much attention for they were heartily sick of seeing him sawing away with his little bow wasting so much time most of them thought though tad for his part was secretly pleased to see that the tall scout stuck at his apparently hopeless job with a persistence that must win out in the end tad had been explaining just what the new system of standing sentry was to be 
each of the scouts would have his turn even bumpus being called on though his partner was to be old eli there being eight of them their fixed posts would not run much over an hour and a half each and it was to be expected that the boys might receive more or less benefit from having to assume some of the responsibility of the camp's security bumpus had been yawning for some time and presently taking advantage of a lull in the conversation the fat boy clumsily gained his feet and made a lunge for the nearest tent in which he was supposed to sleep no one was really surprised to see bumpus trip and go floundering to the earth for he frequently got his legs twisted and did that but when there was a shout of consternation and the tall form of giraffe bounded erect they realized that bumpus had actually fallen over his chum not noticing him because his eyes were so heavy with sleep oh giraffe excuse me please he remarked as he rolled over and sat up i give you my word i didn't know you were there i was rubbing my eyes because they felt so hot and tired looking into the fire so long hope i didn't hurt you any hurt me grumbled giraffe i wouldn't care for that so much even if you'd broken a rib or two in my side but to think that you'd upset me just when i was a-going to make it burst out into a nice little flame why she was smoking to beat the band when you knocked it all into a cocked hat by busting my bow and now i'll have to sit up another hour making a new one it's always the way i'm having the toughest luck ever was about that business but i can hang on like a bulldog to the seat of your trousers when you're getting over the fence i'm game all right i'm a-going to get that if it takes a leg but his bow he found could be easily repaired as it was only the cord that had been broken and half an hour later everybody in camp was sound asleep saving tad and allan who had taken the first watch so as to sit there and talk in whispers for the patrol leader wanted to tell his chum all about jim's case because he felt so great an admiration for the short guide when their turn had expired according to the little nickel watch tad carried they woke up eli who with bumpus was to take the next spell in turn they were expected to arouse step hen and davy jones to be followed by jim and giraffe and this would finish the night as daylight must arrive while the last named were on duty tad was a good sleeper although as a rule the slightest thing of an unusual nature aroused him he believed that the camp would be well watched and when he lay down did not allow himself to get to thinking of anything to the contrary for fear that if his brain once got to working he might lie awake for a long time he had a dim recollection of the two boys who occupied the tent with him step hen and davy creeping out when eli summoned them then came an uncertain length of time which tad could never measure for he was sound asleep when it seemed to him someone was shouting something in his dreams he sat up and bumped his head on some object that had fallen out of place but he was now fully awake and felt a thrill when he heard real shouts outside in the voices of step hen and davy jones hey everybody get busy here the whole camp's on fire and the wind driving it into the woods like hot cakes hurry up hurry up everybody End of chapter 16 Recording by Debbie R. Baker Robinson